And now, this week's edition of Big Face with your host, Samantha Jane Tilton. Hey guys, welcome to Big Face. I'm your host, Sammy Jane Tilton, and my guest today, Peter Fleehan. He's an on-camera actor, a voiceover actor, a community firefighter, and I can say this from personal experience, an all-around team player. Welcome, uh, Peter. See, now you're just being too kind already. No, because you're so kind. I have well, much to say on this already. Uh, well. But I'm I'm really glad we can we can finally do this. Me too. And I'm glad to be in the company of so many other kind actors and creatives that we've had their chance to work with, because that's what it's all about. It's all about that. I, I will say there's certain things that I want to talk to Peter about um, and that we've discussed talking about. But I want to just say, so those of you that know that I've been sick, uh, that know that it's it those of you that know how bananas it's been, um, Peter has been so so generous with being flexible with us trying to do this for a while now. I've wanted to have him on the show and it's been kind of a, a crap shoot with my health. So Peter, thank you for being so generous with your time and flexibility. I greatly appreciate it. It says from every communication with you, it says so much about who you are. Well, Sammy, thank you. I mean, honestly, if we're not about that, if we're not about that real caring and emotion, then we're not about anything else. Man, I, it's, I'm so happy to get to know more about you today. <laughs> where do you want to start? There's so much. God, what? I don't even know. I don't even know where to start. I mean, we, you know, we can start biz wise, how I got into the business, which is a whole different game. It's so non-traditional kind of. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, I mean, well, I'm always, I mean, right now I live in Westchester County, which is about an hour's North of New York, right. but born and bred in Staten Island. So, you know, you went are, to college okay. in the Bronx at Fordham University. So I don't get far from New York. I have this New York thing in my blood. Yes, so, you're so New York. You know, I, I, and I love it. I love everything about it. But, uh, you know, I mean, I grew up to a very traditional family. So, you know, I was going to go to college and I got an economics degree. But everything else I did in school was, you know, I worked with the Mimes and Mummers Theater Group. Mm. And, you know, and, and, and of course, as a kid, I always wanted to be an actor, you know. But you don't think that's a real career when you come from like, you know, really, you know, second generation immigrant yes. families. It's like, you know, be a doctor, be a lawyer, you know, 100%. that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, you know, so what, like, what is your background? Uh, actually, uh, my uh, dad is Lebanese and Italian mm. and my mom is uh, German, English and Welsh. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and what do people, okay, this is very funny. So what do people think you are in the acting Oh, realm? that's great. Uh, you know, it, it depends. Like in the summer, because <laughs> my dad's skin tones are darker than my mom's. If my mom's skin tones were any lighter, she'd be clear. Uh, you know, so like there, there's a little in between there. Uh, but, yeah. uh, you know, so I, I, I tend to book a lot of, you know, uh, ethnically ambiguous. I was going to say you could, you're so ethically ambiguous. That's great for your career. You know, <laughs> but when it, it's funny, like, you know, when I was first coming up and I, uh, cause I've been in, I've, I've been trying, trying to be an actor since 2001 and being successfully one since about 2005. But, uh, mm -hmm. when I was first trying to get in, I really just wanted to do voiceover to begin with. And uh, I was training actually with, uh, a great casting director who's still around, but not in the game, uh, Richard Reed. And at the time that he met me, my hair was like shoulder length. Really? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah. wish I knew you then. That's awesome. Really, yeah. In fact, uh, you know, my, my kids like to say, you know, I used to drive them to nursery school with friends of theirs yeah. and their friends used to call me Jesus because I had darker <laughs> skin and longer, longer hair. But, uh, you know, he, he looks at me one day and he says, you know, he says, if you cut that hair, he's like, I could cast you in on camera and you could do both. Mm. So 
I did, like, hmm. you know, and uh, and I and I never went back. I, I have to admit, I kind of miss it because I think it would like, especially with the gray, it would look really cool it now. Really cool. But I don't have that. I don't have the patience for that in between length. You know, I don't but. have the patience. Everyone's always like, when I take my hair down, they're like, you have like, look, they're like, you have so much hair because it's always in a bun. It takes so right. much patience to like have it down, pin it back. It's a pain in the ass. <laughs> it was, but at any rate, so you know, so, so I get a lot of you know like that ethnically ambiguous stuff and. Uh, you know, and cast for a lot of stuff in that those in between roles. So yeah, you know. So, how did you get started? Well, uh, I was on my second career at that point. Uh, out of college, okay. I was an economics major. So uh, my first career was I was a foreign currency trader. I used to trade the dollar against the Japanese yen. But hmm. on the side, in that place when I worked in, they also sold the service to banks where they talked about like where all the various foreign currencies, what the highs and lows were. Mm -hmm. And they're like, wow, you know, you've got a great voice. Why don't you do that for us? So I was like the voice of like, you know, and the Japanese yen was 194, you know, whatever the, whatever the, like in that total phone time. Yes. Um, and then they wanted me to go out to Chicago and start their office out there. But at the time, my wife and I had just begun to date and I really didn't want to walk away from that. But also at the same time, Reuters had come out with this new box called the Reuters deal box. And it was mm. the first electronic trading there was. Yeah. And I said to myself, this is going to take over the business. Like, I'm not going to be needed as a broker. And so I said, I think it's time to like leave that. And uh, at the time, I was thinking about going to law school because that was the other career you were allowed to have. You know, you could be an you were allowed, business exactly. law. So I took the LSATs and I scored in the 99th percentile, which, you know, I was like, okay, so maybe I'm meant to be a lawyer. Mm. But at the same time, my dad was starting a company. Now, my parents have been divorced since I was eight. So I grew up with my dad in the picture, but didn't really know him uh, mm. really well. I mean, I'd sleep, see him once a month or whenever right. he you know, came by. But uh, and he's like, so he's like, I'm starting a company. Would you be interested in doing that? So I thought to myself, this would be, enable me to stay in New York. This would really enable me from a non-business perspective to really get to know my dad really well. Mm. And uh, so I did that. So for the next 17 years, I worked for a stuffed animal company designing stuffed animals with my dad. And we traveled a good portion of the Asian Pacific Rim, like wow. spent a lot of time in Seoul, Korea and Hong Kong and Shanghai, you know, uh, wow. earned my black belt uh, in Taekwondo, you know, all that kind of fun stuff. That's that's amazing. So flash forward, uh, we're wow. starting to look at the yeah. toy business and the toy business was transitioning from pretty much everything to just like video games was becoming the thing. Yep. So a lot of companies, a lot of toy companies, I mean, you know, Toys R Us went out of business, but all these local companies like Child World, Lionel Leisure, and then all these other, you know, stores that we grew up with, Caldor, mm. Bradley's, Ames, all yes. these, you know, all that kind Caldor. of stuff. Caldor! Yeah, Corvette, yes. all, that, you know, all that stuff, you know. Man, you I know. used to love that. <laughs> right, so we, we were at a point where like, we had over 60 really, uh, great clients. And of those 60 clients, about half of them were going out of business for one reason or another, because they were getting eaten up. Walmart was eating everybody's business and, you know, all that kind of yep. stuff. So yep. I said, gee, you know, what am I going to do like next? I, I couldn't quite figure out what I was going to do next. And I knew that I really wanted to try this. And my wife, God bless her, you know, we are now we were married, we had kids. She's like, you know, you really should do something that makes you happy. This is something you've wanted to do. Why don't you really commit to it? Give it a shot, see where it goes, you know, uh, and, and we'll see what happens. So mm -hmm. I actually got involved in a film festival 
uh, called the Garden State uh, Film Festival, which is now like in its 20th year, I think. Wow. But at that time, they were in their first year. Uh, and I met four really important people then. Diane Raver, mm. who was the director, and she's like the director emeritus now. Uh, and the film festival is coming up at the end of this month. So, you know, uh, she was really great. She put me in touch with a gentleman who's unfortunately longer with us named Manny Berlingo. Uh, and he did voiceovers and did voiceover work. And she introduced me to two other people, one of them, which is Renata English, who's uh, a company called Friendly Faces Management yeah, out of uh, Mammoth Beach. I remember them, yeah. And Renata still reps me to this day because she she helped me build everything and also introduced me to an incredibly gifted actor uh, who's also not unfortunately with us any longer, PJ Brown. Hmm. Uh, and PJ gave me over the course of that weekend, the greatest education I'd ever had about being a professional actor. And most importantly, when we were done and I figured he had filled my head with stuff, you know, I came from a business background. So I'm like, dude, how can I repay you? You know, can I like send you and your wife out to dinner? And he's like, no, here's the thing. It wasn't mine to own. It was mine to give you because you asked for it. And when someone else asks you, just give them it. Yeah. And I'm like, that was one of the most important lessons I ever learned, you know, and it's, uh, even to this day, like, you know, I'm like, I, I do mostly voiceover, some on camera, but I became really good at a home studio. And a lot of actors were put in touch with me, like by other agents of mine, like, hey, Peter, help them set them up. And I've mm -hmm. had actors very recently say, can I Venmo you or something? I'm like, no, listen, there's plenty of people who are in worse cases. We're not doing great, but there's plenty right. of these people in worse cases than us, you know. Yeah. If you want to give to like the voice actors of NYC Emergency Fund or the SAG after mm. Emergency Fund or the yep. Actors Equity one, give to them. I'm like, but promise me that when someone else asks you for something, you'll give it just as freely of you. That's all. I love that. I love that. Um, you know, it, I think it's like from every communication that we've had and trying to just talking about being on the show and even right. before, just when you would reach out about the show, um, which I have comments to make about. In a good way, in a good way, guys. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, this guy's in trouble. This so. <laughs> man, this is it. <laughs> Him and his bullshit. <laughs> so, <laughs> so from you know, talk about an all-around team player. You talk about giving to others and and sharing. One of the things you wrote about was um respecting and sharing the energy. And it's so significant. I think it ties into what you were just saying, but I I didn't have a lot of people around me when I first started to try and do this. I knew nothing and I didn't have people freely giving those ones that did, that gave me a little bit that I could figure something out. It meant everything to me. It helped me tremendously to do it all by myself for anyone to do it all by themselves. It's, it's not the way it should be. We should all have, I believe have support I as much as possible. And, um, and so even when I'm teaching and stuff or, or somebody asked me for advice or like something that I'm doing. Somebody talked to me recently about a podcast right. and there's that part that can go like, oh no, but this is my thing. It's not my thing. It's not my thing. My nope. thing is my thing. Right. If, if there's anything I've learned, that's our thing. That's everybody's thing. If it's mine to give, I can't and listen, hold on to that. Look at the people in our business who are really successful and we really want to work with. And you've had a lot of them on your show, you know, like Dave Bellantoni, Craig Garrity, yeah. Andy Roth, you know, Ramona Patera, on all Great different people. sides of them. People who are about sharing and, you know, and giving and caring and just moving the energy. You know, it's not, like you say, you could hold it really tight, 
but then it's, you know, it's going to grab through your fingers. Right. It's yours to give back out and it comes back to you tenfold. It's the best feeling when I know if anything I did was helpful or I saw right. somebody shift or change or be able to get better. It's like, uh, it's better than anything. I seriously, right. I never thought that could be possible. And I get it. I get it now. <laughs> right. And you know, and look, look at this whole COVID for the past year. The people that I'm in touch with are groups of other men in my breakdown, mm. you know, both on camera and voiceover, and we meet regularly. And, you know, and other businesses, people would be like, that's your competition. I'm like, no, look, my only competition is myself, not because I'm yep. great, but because I can only authentically be the best me I can be. And I want them to be the best me they can be, they, the best them they can be, yes. you know? Yeah. Because, you know, that's part of the thing that keeps you sane. The, the thing that I see ruin people, and it's sad, is like, and they're like, oh, I can't believe I didn't get that job. I'm like, dude, you weren't meant to get that. He was meant to get that, or she was meant to get that. Yep. That's okay, yep. you know? That's totally okay. It's totally okay. You know, and it's, and it's especially working in casting, knowing how much how much goes into actually getting it? Like I got pinned for a, for something more recently for a network show. Thank you. And I didn't get it. But that's but just as good. I was exactly, I was like, I didn't even expect to get it because even though I got pinned, I was like, I know what the chances are after that. That does not mean I'm close to getting it, you know, cause there's so right. much that goes into it, but I did my job. I felt good about that. I felt, you know, and so, yeah, you weren't, I wasn't supposed to, but right. All I brought my best and that came that's through right. and that's it. That's all I can do. And it, it's funny, you know, I, I remember like the, one of the first auditions I had and I came out of the room, you know, yeah. and there's, and this is back in the day when we actually auditioned in person, you know, know, 85 million years ago. Uh, <laughs> and like there I were know. a whole bunch of, you know, guys in my breakdown outside. And I can't remember who it was, but someone said, what happened in the room? So I told them, I said, listen, I said, you're going to get two cuts at it. The first one right on, you know, uh, right on the page, the second one, make it your own. Yeah. It's gonna be a medium, you know, cut. Right, and another right, guy right. on the bench was like, yeah, right, 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 right. And so I left. I remember where it was, it was at Endeavor when Endeavor was a thing. Yes. So, right. I know, so, are they, is that space still there? Nope. It's, it's Endeavor's gone too? They're gone, yeah. Oh my God. I know, that, listen, that's a whole other conversation because- I know. That's, but you know, the next time I saw the the actor I'm talking about, he yeah, said, sorry. you know, it was exactly like that. I'm like, absolutely. I'm like, I would want you to know whatever you could possibly know to bring the best you to the game. Because yes. you know, at the end of the day, I'm not gonna book everything. No one is. Nobody but, is. But if you pass that energy around, I don't wanna put him on the spot, but like, let's talk about Craig for a moment, you know. I've been in the room with him, you know, and he makes sure he's not blocking you and he gives as much as he, you know, as much as he takes back. And you're like, yep, these are the kind of people you want to be in a room with because good stuff's going to happen. Really cool stuff's going to happen. It's, oh, uh, I'm so glad you threw that name uh, yeah. because one of, and I, and if you're listening, uh, one of my favorite people that I've connected with in all right. of this time um, and Cause you feel that you, and it's, those are my people. That's why, yeah. like, I knew I so wanted to have you on the show. Uh, um, I so wanted to connect. I know you from casting, but we yeah. don't know each other super well, nah, but you always right. have great, great energy. And, and just even getting to know more about you through our writing to, over this time, you're, you're really, you're really, in, you're a gift. So I'll, 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 yeah, I'll stop. I'll stop going. So, so <laughs> no, yes. stop really. So, really please, please, please. <laughs> Cause you know, we're actors, so we have egos too. So no, no, no. 
you ever hear that expression? Like, uh, I'm the biggest piece of shit in the center of the universe. No. It's like, you know, how actors are so hard on themselves right, and they're yeah. like, so they're the biggest piece of shit, but they're in the center of the universe. So it's all about them. <laughs> it's like, I always love that expression. Cause I'm like, Oh, that makes sense. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So yeah. So sharing the space and the energy. So yeah. and, it, it's, and it's, it's huge. It just, again, cause the business isn't the job you get. If you book the job, God bless you. It's great. And you know, the right director and the right crew, you're going to have a great time on set. Yes. No question about it. Yeah. But the business is the work you do in the audition and the callback room. And those people that make it past, you know, a couple of different years, the people who are really actors who are interested in sharing that emotion, you know, and really making real situations out of, you know, no, unreal imaginary. Copy. Yep, exactly. Right. Why are you successful? I don't know if I consider myself successful. You know, it's so funny. I still have that business thing in my back of my brain. Yeah. And, you know, successful means like, you know, those top one half of 1%, which none yeah. of us are, yeah. you know, I, I booked my I, fair amount I, of work and, and I'm, I'm thankful that I do. Uh, and sometimes I try to figure out why, but it, it doesn't usually serve me because, you know, the reason why I took me, I, I, I think the reason why it took me so long to get tread in this game is I looked at it like a business too much. Yes, there are aspects of show business, you know, like I'm mm -hmm. going to make sure, you know, my size cards are right. And I'm going to make sure that I know, you know, how to fill out all my forms and I'm going to be professional yeah. on set for that 100%. Yeah. But I was concentrating that because I came from a business background, you know, and I think that also lends itself to, like I was used to seeing customers when I was selling right. stuffed animals and I'd be like, I've shopped their stores. I know what they need. Let me give them what they need. You know, and if I walk into the room and as an actor and I'm like, you know, someone else is casting, like, what does Dave want from this? That's not the answer. Right. You know, the answer is like, it's it's in the script. Uh, you know, maybe I can talk to the, you know, the person who wrote the script or I can look at those little notes or I can work with the actor that if it's especially if it's a partner scene beforehand yeah. and like, let's figure out, you know, yes. what this is really about. And, you know, and I think the transition to that is what's given me any success, so to speak. So. It's interesting. It, it's really interesting because it, it kind of flip flops a lot for people where it's people are told actors are told it's a business. You have to start looking at yeah. it like, like it's a business, which is true because it is. And it's not just, if I just have a dream and a burning fire for it, but I don't know how to do the footwork to get anywhere. It's like, it's a dream and a burning desire. Right. Uh, but if you know the steps of the business, that helps. Um, but yes, if I, it's death to any audition for me, if I walk in trying to figure out what they want Ugh. and give them that, because I'll never be able to be who people want me to be. I can bring my interpretation and then I can take direction, but I can't mind read right. who you want me to be and feel good about it. I have to, my gift is my instinct is right. My and you know, and you know the special secret from the other side of the camera, which is yeah. sometimes they don't know what they want yet. But, Most times, <laughs> right? But if you come into that having made a solid choice, one of two things are definitely going to happen. Either a, it's going to be miraculously they're going to have an aha moment. It's like, oh yeah, that's it. But at the very yeah. least, if you've made a solid choice and you weren't right for that role. The person on the other side of the camera is going to remember, wow, they made a choice. That was really great. You know, wasn't the choice I needed for the spot or this yes. role, but I want them in the room next time because they it make choices. Yes. 
my, my old acting teacher would always say, uh, an actor's only as good as his choices, you know, or her choices. Uh, and, or your talent is in your choices. That's what he would always say. So true. You yeah. don't make a choice. And you know, uh, he would always say in general is the enemy of all art. Right. And it's like, yeah, you don't make a choice, but I've seen people. And I say this to people all the time. I've seen people get callbacks that made a choice and it was so not actually what it even was, but it was so interesting right. that they were intrigued by the person and brought them back for a callback, even though it wasn't right. Right. So it's, you know. And that's our it. struggle because, you know, we are born to want to communicate a message. That's, that's our nature. Yeah. And we're actors. So, you know, we want to be loved. Maybe a little more than most humans do. I don't yes. know. Yes. <laughs> that <laughs> you know, need. But right. But you know, when when we free ourselves of that, and you know, I had this conversation with a a great VO compatriot of mine who recently put down a take that he's like, you know, I did the take for the specs. And he's like, and then I did a what the hell take. And he's like, and that's what booked it. And I'm like, that's exactly yep. right. It's exactly right. It's exactly right. It's right. that it's it's there's like hardly any way to like really express it, but that's exactly right. <laughs> right. Because listen, when we're auditioning and it's even in front of a camera, there's no difference between auditioning for a spot and live theater because that's what you're doing. And when you see great live theater, it's lightning in a bottle. When you see a great audition, it's like lightning in a bottle. Yep. Do you think that if you had to, and look, I'm not, I don't want you to get in your head and think about why why you have the success you have or why right. things work out for you sometimes. Um, would you attribute it to kind of what we've been speaking about being a team player, walking in? Do you think that that not only does that make you a desirable person that people want to be around, but do you think that it works to enhance you in a business? I think it works, uh, but I also think there's another part of it. The other part of it, I think, is that something we touched on earlier, you know, um, I, I book multicultural because I come from, you know, five different, really distinct, almost ethnic backgrounds. But growing up, that wasn't easy because you didn't fit in some of those, like, you know, for some people, I wasn't Italian enough to be hang with them right. or, you know, or I wasn't German enough or what, whatever, you know? Yep. And I think if you, I think a lot of actors come from a place of not just wanting to be an actor, but maybe even motivated from a place of questioning who they were at some point. And I think that desire to find those spaces mm -hmm. combined with the work, uh, who is it that says it? I think it's Stella Adler. I'm not sure. I think it's Adler that says, you know, whether or not you're doing great work to be an actor, you're definitely doing great work to be a human, mm. you know? And, and that's, and I think when you combine that desire to be heard and communicate with a desire to better, I don't want to say refine, but better be who you are, you're going to be a great actor. You know, it, it's funny because yes, uh, my my teacher used to study with Adler, um, and uh, he would always say like your life problems are your acting problems, and the thing is, is I think a lot of what has made me a better actor and why I can connect to scripts when I see them or read them immediately is because of my human experience, the growth that I've had to, the things I've had to go through figuring out who I was, who I want to be, connecting my past and my, it's a lot of emotional, right. mental work, right? But yeah. it's made me better, you know? It's those, I, I think it's it's those hard surfaces we rough up against that smooth us. You know, it's, you know, it's mm. those, 
look, I came into this game at 39 and I'm going to be 57 in July. Not never afraid to talk about that because they just I love it's that. A, it's years other people didn't get. So especially now in this year, I'm yep. so thankful. But every one of those life experiences, you know, yep. everyone, especially the hardest ones, you know, have made me better communicate stuff better to be, you know, bring more to the table so that like you say, you look at a script and you're like, Oh, I remember that. Or I can touch that, you know, and I remember, you know, there are all those little things that made you a better person and made you a better actor. Yeah. You know, you, you came into this game at 39. Yeah. And I just want to like touch on that for a second because I'll speak for myself. I didn't come in until more recent decade of my life. And like other people, everybody else I knew studied, went to school for it. I had no experience since I was a kid and then I stopped doing it. And I always, I think I still carried around feeling less than, or like I, you know, I started too late and blah, blah. And I know that that's BS. And I just want to point at you and say, it's not BS. Peter started at 39 and Peter's a working actor and, and you love it. I assume. I, 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 I love it. But, um, you know, imposter syndrome is real. You start to think like, you know, and, and there's voices in your head that, you know, that say these things are voices sometimes not in your head that say these things, you know, and you've got to remember if you're, if you're honest with yourself and you're pursuing what you really, really want to do, and this is it. I mean, look, we know what the reality of the business side is. We didn't, we didn't get into this business because we thought we'd be millionaires. Right. <laughs> yeah. And if that's like, why you're getting in, just get out. Yeah, get out right now. By the way, that's a public service announcement. If that's what yes. you're getting in this business for, do something else. I don't care what it is. Uh, you know, but we did it because there so is funny. that, you know, at the end of the day, there's that moment that we can never say out loud in front of the business people. I would have done that for free, you know, because yeah. it just felt like it was incredible. Yep. I went on this journey and a 30 second commercial is still a 30 second story. Yes. Yeah. It's not Shakespeare, it, but sometimes feels pretty damn good. Yeah. It, it's fun. If it's not yeah. like, it can be really fun. Yeah. Uh, I wanted, I'm sorry, I'm going back again, but you no, grew ahead. up, you grew up with, you said immigrant parents. Yes. Well, my parents were, were second generation. I grew second up second generation. All my, all my uh, you know, all my grandparents were immigrants. So, so my, yeah. So I grew up with immigrants all around me. Like I listened to, cause I, I, I grew up in Long Island. I seem like a little, Jewish white girl from Long Island, but like I but grew you up- seem like a New- more importantly, you seem like a New Yorker. See, and that's the important thing. Yeah. <laughs> I went to a doctor yesterday and he's like, at the end of the, at, of the appointment, he said, uh, where are you from? And I was like, oh, Long Island. He's like, yeah, I know that. I know that. Where? <laughs> yeah, that. What a- <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I thought I lost my accent. He's like, yeah, no. <laughs> but I, I grew up with, you know, my mother was from Argentina and my grandparents were, you know, Eastern European, uh, they were Holocaust survivors. And so we had all these different accents, speaking all these different languages in the house. And there's so much that goes into the the cultures that we're brought up in. And, um, and you just said like there, you know, with yours, it's like, you can be, you know, a lawyer or you can be- Or a doctor. Right. Exactly. That's a very Jewish. I'm Italian. Also, I'm a Jewish Italian. That's very much that. (laughs) So, so how was your family about how are, are, were they able to support you in doing this? You know, it's interesting. Uh, My my parents were supportive of it because I, you know, I was an adult, you know, Yeah. Uh, but you know, when you're a kid, 
you know, it was one of the things, because when I was a kid, I, I wanted to be on the radio in the worst way. Like, mm. you know, I, when I would watch stuff, wow. like the stuff that I remember, you know, everybody likes to watch TV and they like, you know, to watch Mel Blanc. I want to be Mel Blanc. Now I can't do a billion one animation voices, but I want to be Mel Blanc. More importantly, I couldn't wait for Christmas to come so I could watch The Grinch, not because I love the story, but because that was, you know, Boris Karloff narrating it and Thurl Ravencroft, uh, you know, singing it, you know, and I'm like, I wanted to be those voices, mm. you know, because they were just like, they were exciting, you know, and everybody yeah. wants to do movie trailers. Of course, everybody, you know, you know, wanted to be Don Lon Fontaine as a guy. Yeah. But, you know, you start to listen to New York radio, which was really interesting because you had great stations on Long Island, great stations in the city, mm -hmm. you know, great stations in Jersey. But, you know, some of these jocks like Scott Muni and, you know, Pat St. John, these great voices. You didn't even care about the music half the time. You wanted, to, you wanted to hear those voices, uh, you know. And I think New York is like that. But, you know, when we grew up in New York, especially people like you and I, who are more and more the norm, uh, being multicultural when yeah. we were kids wasn't so the norm, but now it is, you know, now yeah. New York, one of the reasons I can't leave New York is because, look, there are plenty of people who aren't Italian that make great Italian food. I you know. know. <laughs> plenty of people who make great bagels who aren't Eastern European, you know, people who know, you know, who run a great Irish pub who don't speak English. Right. You know, it has to be those things, you know? it's amazing right right you know so oh, man and, and i think that's and, and that to me is one of the reasons why you know not to say that there aren't great cities yes and i've certainly seen a lot of them in other businesses i've traveled in but when you get a place like new york where people are different and they want to be with different people oh. like they purposely want that what happens you know, I mean, I miss auditioning for a lot of different reasons. And one of the reasons is the food. I mean, there used to be this great place on 27th. I get Korean Mexican fusion. Where are you going to find that <laughs> except in a place like New York? It's you know? so true. And that's, it's so, where do you, I mean, I don't know where you live now. Oh, you live in Westchester. That's right. Yeah. Right by the Tappan Zee Bridge. How is it like, have you been into the city? Cause I was like being in there. It's just, uh, yeah. It's kind of difficult. Our, our daughter lives in Manhattan. She works, okay. uh, you know, she works in Manhattan, uh, you know, and I haven't been to her new apartment yet, but I've been, I've actually been into the city. The last time I was in, the first time I was in before it broke up was right before St. Patrick's Day last year. Okay. okay. And at that time it was getting like uh, really crazy. Like, you know, people were completely out. So fast forward, the next time I found myself in Manhattan, was right before Thanksgiving. I had a voiceover booking where the client had rebooked me for a new spot, which is great news. You love that. Yeah. But they wanted to be in the same studio, same microphone, same engineer, because we wanted to, you know, replicate. I'm like, replicate, great. Yeah. So I had recorded it at CityVox, which is in the uh, the film center building on yeah. the ninth. I was able to find street parking in the middle of the day, which never happens. Which never happens. Those of you not from New York, that does not happen. Just so middle you know. of the day. Yeah. Wow. I was there early enough. I figured, oh, you know, maybe I'll grab something to eat afterwards. Let me see what's places were boarded up. Now, you know, I'm born in 64. So I remember New York in the 70s when people were like, New York is dead. New York was never this dead in the 70s. Now, do I think it's going to come back? Yeah, I think New York is an epicenter and people, you know, and it's it has the luxury of being a port city in many ways. So I think, yeah. you know, there's a lot of good reasons to come back to New York. Um, I think a lot of things about our business have changed forever, unfortunately. But I'm hopeful that sooner rather than later, 
people want to return and they remember like what it was like to be with people what it was like to seek other people out and you know hear other expressions that you know i say i live in westchester now and i do but i'll tell you other than people who are born in this born here and have therefore had their whole lives here my experience in the time i've lived here has been that the people who move to the suburbs really want to limit themselves in general they want to find more people like them yep you know and um yes. and that's something i really didn't experience until i experienced it through working and being in the city a lot more frequently for auditioning and then as our children grow up who are now adults they're 26 and 24 uh and watching and realizing oh, babies yeah <laughs> realizing how limited the world i was showing them here was mm. you know in in many different ways yeah you know and uh and i didn't want that for them you know i wanted them to understand that you know the broader you expose yourself to the more you had an option you more had options and i think at the end of the day it's not like I'm not calling people out who decided to do something that's comfortable for them. Right. But I think that's really what it is. I think whether we're talking about cultures or politics for that matter. Yeah. You know, people recede into the zones they want to be in because there's a comfort level with just accepting that and not hearing anything else. And I think, look, we're, we're better actors when we hear other stuff. And I think we're better humans when we allow ourselves to really listen and hear other stuff. Yes, I, sp I spoke with somebody recently and it it felt challenging. And but I embrace that because challenging is good. Maybe I'll maybe I'll, maybe it's good to be challenged and I should think twice about what I'm thinking and be open to a new perspective right. and maybe I can grow from this. Right. It doesn't mean I, you have to change. Right. You might. Exactly. And it's just right. but I, I I come from the minds I always want to be better. I always want to grow so even when it's painful. So if you say something that's challenging I may go, that's effing annoying, but right. I'm listening, you know? So, and I, and I love that about our business, even doing yeah. these interviews there, oh. everybody is different. Listen, and I love the stuff I've gleaned from some of your guests on the business, no question about it. But when you go off on tangents about other stuff that the real meat of it, that's the good stuff. That's the, see, and it's so funny because I never want to cut things short because that to me, I'm like, oh, if people want to tune out, they can tune out. But this is the good stuff. Yeah. Getting to know. It doesn't it make it, it makes you richer. You know, there's there's stuff I didn't. It's funny because, you know, there's stuff I, I try to communicate to my parents who are in their 80s, yeah. you know, that I see they don't see. And I still want them to broaden their horizons. But by the same token, there's stuff that I still I can't see because now I'm 50, you know, well, 57. And my kids are on the not so much on the cutting edge because that's really like the early 20s, but they're still exposing me to new things that I hadn't thought about. Now that yeah. doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to inculcate all of it, but I'm going to listen to it. I'm going to be excited by it. I'm going to hear those new perspectives and you know, maybe something will change. Maybe it won't, but I got to be open to those new voices. How the hell are you so open and thoughtful and kind? Where does that come from? I think it comes from a place of being wrong a lot. <laughs> you know, I mean, okay. honestly, you know, I, I, I think at a point in life, everybody wants to be sure because sure is comfortable and safe. Yes. And, you know, and you're like, I want to be sure. Um, I think as as the years have gone on, I've just become not unsure, but recognizing that not only do I not have all the answers, but I probably don't have 
any of the full answers. You know, I mean, there might be one or two things I'm holding on to that have stood the test of time. And that yeah. tells me that they're real, you know, and that yes. they're they're embedded in bedrock. But I, I think the, the more I have been mm. able to admit that I'm wrong, I didn't do that correctly. I wish I'd done that differently. Or maybe I should have done done it this way. Or, you know, I think the more you you show people that you're vulnerable and that like all human beings, you're just as flawed as anybody else. Um, the more it rewards you personally, the more you grow from it. Uh, and I think that, you know, and the more you appreciate other stuff, you know, I mean, I think that's it. I think really you have to, you have to accept the fact that we are all works in progress. We are all looking for more, more light, more illumination, you know, yeah. more, and, and it's a journey, you know, I, I'm going to try to wake up this morning and be a better man than I was yesterday. I'm going to fall short. I'm still going to fall short no matter how much I want to try, but maybe I was a little bit better than yesterday. And tomorrow, maybe I'll be a little bit better than I was today. That. And that's the journey. Cause really what else is it? I mean, you know, no one knows when they're going to die. Thank God. You know, yeah, I mean, you know, I know, but listen, we've lost a lot of great people yeah. in an untimely manner this year, Yes. you know, and it could have been easily just as much you or I. Yep. A hundred percent. And, I don't know when that day is going to be. Uh, I debate whether or not I want to know when that day is going to be. But, <laughs> you know, I don't know when that day is going to be, but I do know this. I, 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 If I think if I have that moment of realization that, oh boy, this is it, I want to know that not, I didn't necessarily climb Everest. That'd have been really cool, but I didn't, you yeah. know, but, <laughs> yes. but I want to know that, you know, like, did I do the most I could with whatever I had, whatever the tools were as imperfect as they are, you yeah. know, did I chip away a little bit at the stone and make it a little bit smoother? I hope so. You know, and I, and then that's, I think that's it. I think the value is not in the, the milestone. The value is in the journey. There's there. Yes. There's that. Uh, I love the, the Bronx tale quote, um, uh, Sonny. And he says the sad, the saddest thing in life is wasted talent. Oh. And that's one of my favorite quotes forever because that's the thing. And I, to me, that's talent in, in any way, potential in any way. And I, I feel like chipping away, like you said, every yeah. day, I'm not going to be perfect. Keep trying to be useful, be as useful as I'm meant to be in this, in my time here, in this universe, and try and be a little bit more useful. The things that block me today, maybe I, tomorrow I can be more aware and say, nope, not today, you know? Right. And does that make you feel great when you're doing, like, when you're doing that work, it feels great. If I'm not hard, if I, if I could be gentle about it. Yeah, that's, it's tough that's sometimes. Because we expect sometimes. a lot of ourselves. We can't help it. I know. So you the know? gentleness, so I love, but I love hearing you speak about it because you have such a gentle way of approaching it. And, um, right. well, and I'm not, I'm not good at it yet. You know, I mean, I'm still working at it. We yeah. all are. <laughs> we you know, all there's are. still a lot of things I wish were a lot further along, but uh, you know, you're going to do what you can do. And then go to the gratitude. Like, look how far, look at the, all the things that are, right. that have, you know. That's wonderful. Um, yeah, there's so much. Uh, talk to me about, um, oh, there's one thing I was laughing, which I want to ask you about. Uh, okay. Well, now I'll just ask you, because in one thing you wrote, you said how Disney World and New York City are are very similar. And I yeah. and I, I was laughing. I'm a huge Disney World person. Oh, so are we. My family is, yeah. I've gone like every single year. I've gone like every three years since I was a baby until these past few years. Oh no, we have to, this would be a whole nother hour. I'd have to ask you to stay <laughs> and what do you like to do, oh, you know? Oh my God. Oh, 
Oh God. I'm like, I want to ask you. So go ahead. So tell me how they're similar. (laughs) Well, you know, we can talk about how like Epcot is similar because, you know, well, now it's not because, you know, they've had the hiring uh, problems, you know, and they've they've cut back on staff. But like when you go to Epcot and you go to those little countries, you know, the people that are in those little country pavilions are actually from the country. So I've been lucky enough to go to Germany and France and England, you know, and Italy, but not a lot of people have. Sometimes they can only go to Disney World and they get a chance to see that. But really at the the, the premise of it is what I like about it. Uh, you know, it's not a place for thrill rides. Certainly most of the rides aren't thrilling with the exception of maybe Rock and Roller Coaster or, yeah. you, know, so, you know, Tower of Terror. There's not a lot of thrill rides there. The premise that Walt Disney had when he constructed it was he wanted to have a place with a mindset and really Disney World, you saw what happened at Disneyland, like you could still see the world outside the gates. He wanted a place where you could have this construct where people could stay within. And the truth is, that's what New York does a lot. You know, we frame this construct where we want to have this society of multiculturalism. You know, a lot it's the same thing. So yes, Disney World is a bit, you know, Disney's a business. I'm not pretending it's not. But, <laughs> you know, when I go there and I interact with, Cinderella, that's Cinderella. It's not an actress. That's Cinderella. Yes. You know, when I yes. meet the Main Street Fire Chief, that's the Main Street Fire Chief. Yes. You know, and it's because we accept that tacit, you know, situation, we are putting ourselves in that different mindset to live in that world. I'm not in any Main Street of anywhere. I'm in Main Street, USA. That's, <laughs> you know, and, and is it a fantasy? Well, maybe. Yes, it's a business and I choose to accept that. But when I go into New York, I have a couple of choices. I have been the New Yorker who says, hey, I'm parking here. Yeah. But I've also <laughs> been the New Yorker who said, you know, was this your spot? Well, I'm sorry. Or, you know, the thing I love most oh about being a New Yorker uh, recently is, especially when we were down in the Flatiron District, you know, when there's so, yes. when there was a lot of casting places down there, you know, you'd see a lot of tourists. And I would seek out the tourist trying to find directions. Didn't happen uh, so much because everybody's got phones with maps. Yes. On it. But every once in a while, you'd find somebody who like who had a question or something. And I would sometimes walk them to where they wanted to go or sometimes make of a suggestion, you, you know, and they would be like, oh, thank you. And I would say to myself, you know, if one person goes home to either it's Wisconsin or Paris or I don't care where they're from and comes back and said, you know, I've heard all these things about New York. But this guy like took us to where it was and he was right. It was the best pizza or it was the best bagels. And it was like, I never would have known that. Like, you know, I became an ambassador of New York, just like a cast member becomes an ambassador of Disney World. And I even point with two fingers, just like a Disney World. (laughs) So listen, that's that premise that, you know. Yes. Because listen, the, the thing I love about Disney World is not that the rides are exciting or anything. It's that mindset I put myself in. You know, and and it's the enjoyment that my family and I get out of it by letting ourselves be, you know, listen, we know that Romeo and Juliet aren't real characters when we see theater, right? But does it make the story any less real? Is the emotion any less? Do we not cry when they both die within moments of each other, even though we know it's not a real story? Because it's real because for the, because it's real. Because we choose to enter, enter that imaginary circumstance. Yep. As if reality, it's, it's. It's funny. It really is the same. It, it is. 
Good point. I laughed when I saw that and I was like, I was like, I can't wait to hear this, but that's well said. Yeah, that, it's, you know, we, we, we go back there whenever we can, uh, you know, about every other year now, maybe we're trying to go a little bit more frequently, but, you know, I'll tell you one of the greatest things was we we went uh, last time we went was to Food and Wine Fest uh, when all the countries have all these different and then they had like 20 other booths of different cultures and, you know, foods and alcoholic yeah. beverages. And if there's anything better than being exposed to different cultures, it's being exposed to those cultures when your kids can legally drink. It was <laughs> loads of fun. Oh, that must be freaking awesome. So great. So great. Always... Like we're talking about how this pairs with this wine and oh, man, <sighs> it's incredible. That's so nice. Yeah. Oh my God. I, I always like, it's so funny. Cause my dad is kind of a stickler. Like he won't drink with us. Like he'll have a beer at dinner or something, but he won't like drink or like, he's not like that. He's, he's just more, you know, and I, I'm like, did you ever smoke pot? It's like, never. It's like, <laughs> and, and it's like, I ask about my mom, like, did mom ever smoke pot? My mom, she, he's like maybe once or whatever. She was such a hippie. She definitely didn't smoke yeah. a lot of weed, you know? Uh, but I love how, sorry, mom, wherever you are. <laughs> right. Well, but you know, but again, we, we look, my, my parents are still alive and they may or may not see this, but yeah. you know, you know, I think a lot of the times the, uh, you know, the choices I made when I was younger were made because I was told fallacies. This will kill you. And then it didn't kill you. Oh, wow. Not only oh. did it not kill me, but I really like that, you know? So, and that's a problem. More, more. But you know, when I, when I look at the other sides of it, alcohol was always present in my house. Hmm. Like I could have had a beer in my house whenever I want to. Now that doesn't mean that when I became of legal drinking age, I never drank too much. Yeah. But when I first got to college, there were a lot of people I know who didn't make it past first semester because all of a sudden, wow, they had beer. And I'm like, yeah, beer, okay. Right. You know, that's a lot of what's um... and that's that's at least what I try to bring to my own kids. I mean, I told them when they asked me about drugs, I gave them honest stories, positively and negatively, yeah. you know, and, uh, you know, and, and, and I think they made really great choices about it, especially w when your kids are really young. You know, I have a I think sometimes I have memory problems and I I wonder was those memory <laughs> problems from other things. And I saw, you know, so, you know, they were, you know, they're very yeah. careful about uh, making choices when they were much younger. Uh, and that's different than the choices you may want to make when you're in your 20s. Right. Right. Or 30s. When your brain is much more formed. Yes. I know. I think. Yes. Yes. But, but I think that comes from communicating yeah. your own, your own, you know, your own faults and your own human frailties. You know, I, I never wanted yeah. to be the hero parent. I wanted to be the here's what I've done take this if you decide to become a parent and disregard this that I still didn't get right. Yep. That's I I appreciate that. I respect that. I feel like that's um when I used to talk to my mom, she was my mom, but she was I could also be open with her and she was my friend too and yeah. she would uh that ability to like have an open conversation is so significant with your kids. Uh I think it's very very meaningful. Yeah. Um yeah, so that's wonderful. That's really, I was going to say something else about that, but I, I now my brain, who knows yeah. from what, what from, but it, it just forgot. <laughs> yeah, it's my wife, my wife's an RN and she laughs because I'm oh, so, yeah? you know, it takes me so long for me to take like a Tylenol or, you know, or something if I have a headache. And she's like, because she knew me in high school. We didn't date in high school, but she knew me back then. And she's like, wow. you know, there was a time when you would have taken anything and you had no idea where it came from, but you won't take Tylenol and you know what it is. I'm like, okay, all right, fine. Fine, fine. <laughs> you're right, you're right again. Okay. That's so funny. Oh my god, that's really, really funny. Um, oh, you sound like you have a wonderful family. 
I am really, really blessed. I've known my wife since high school. We didn't date in high school. I was a senior and she was a freshman. Uh, I was a very different person uh, then. I didn't think, I honestly didn't think I'd make it past 30. I used to, as a kid, I never, I just, just didn't think that would happen. Uh, so mm -hmm. I, she was just as sweet a person then as she is now. So uh, we were friendly, but I was like, you know, she couldn't be with someone like me. She should be with someone, you know, much better than me. Um, and then we went on to different colleges, dated different people. And then it, it so happened that, you know, our paths realigned again when she was uh, a junior in college and, uh, and I was in my first year out of college. Mm. Uh, my mom and her uh, second husband and her parents just happened to move near each other, like within oh. five houses. And her dad was in the uh, financial services industry. So when he found out that I was, because in order to get to work in time in the morning to leave Staten Island, you had to be like on a five o'clock ferry in order to make it there on yes. time. You wow. know, this is pre-internet days. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, you know, you couldn't <laughs> trade, you know, electronically. Uh, and he's like, you know, well, you know, let me let me give you a ride into work. So he would pick me up at five o'clock in the morning uh, mm. and I would drive in with him and he'd drop me off on Wall Street and I'd walk to my, my house, you know, to my business from there. But, you know, he would talk to me about how uh, the guy she was dating wasn't good enough for her, you know, and then she would cut and then she came home for the summer. And uh, actually, the guy that she was dating went to work abroad someplace. Mm. So, you know, we would hang out just just like friends yeah. and, and have dinner. And, you know, we would talk about stuff and, you know, and I would talk about things that were working or weren't working for me. And she would talk about things that were working for her. And I was like, huh. So, you know, we'd have dinner a couple yeah. of times and then a couple of times we had maybe a little more than dinner. But I always <laughs> knew that at the end of the summer, I was probably, you know, probably going to be it. Yeah. Uh, and we got to that Labor Day. Uh, I remember mm -hmm. it was Labor Day weekend and her boyfriend was coming back from where he was and she mm -hmm. was going to go visit him. And I said, look, that's great. I said, I said, if you get there and you find out that, uh, you know, you really missed them. I said, then I wish you the greatest of happiness. Go back to school and, you know, enjoy everything. Uh, and I said, but if you get there and something doesn't seem right and something seems missing, I said, you know, I want you to know that uh, I'll still be here. Mm. And uh, she came back and, uh, oh. you know, and then we went on our first date. And honestly, you know, there were a couple of hips and stars in there. Uh. But once we were on our first date, I'm like, yeah, this is going to go someplace really, really quick. So... <laughs> You know, I have the chills. That's wonderful. Yeah, it's, it's uh, I'm, I'm really, I'm really fortunate. We'll be married 31 years in June. Congratulations. And uh, it's she's just a blessing every day. She's she's still the same person she was. But then, of course, so much more, you know, because now we have the experiences of this 31 years together. And even, the you know, all the highs, of course, and even the lows, you know, even yeah. the struggles and, you know, and, and, and to fantastic kids uh, you know uh, our, our daughter and our son are just they're not kids but they'll be our kids forever no matter yeah, how old they course. are of course you they're know? your babies yeah you know and you know and and they share with us completely you know everything that they're doing and highs and lows and it's just it's just so rich and beautiful and you know mm. when we get to our business you know and the business side of it i just want to make more money so i can spend more time with them <laughs> you know Cause that's all I want. Man. It's really cool. You know, and, really cool. and, and who knows, you know, you know, I mean, there, there was no saying it was going to actually, you know, make it all the way, but, but we did, I'll tell you, we did two things early on that I think are valuable for anybody to do. Who's considering being with anybody 
in that kind of a commitment. Uh, and one was uh, we had a really long engagement. Uh, we were mm. engaged for a year and a half. And over the course of the year and a half, we said, okay, you know, let's make it a point to talk pretty regularly. And we'll talk about something different every night. And mm -hmm. if anything is ever like, we can't get past this, then we know we probably can't make it because that's mm -hmm. going to be a problem. Like if there's something that we don't agree on and we can agree to be different about it, well, that's different. And that's usually, mm -hmm. that's what happened all the time. Yeah. But if there's something that's a deal breaker, let's find out now. So we did that. And uh, then the other thing was after we got married, and I say this knowing full well that she loves my family and I love her family. Mm -hmm. But I was marrying her and she was marrying me. Our families weren't deciding to get married, but they did, you know. Right. So and our families are similar, but very different at sometimes. So uh, I, I don't remember who said it, but I remember saying I remember us saying coming to an agreement. I said, OK, look, I love your family, but they're like aliens oh. to me. <laughs> and I know you love my family and they're like aliens to you. And the way they operate is completely different, but normal in both cases. So. Here's the deal. When push comes to shove and there's something that we can't necessarily square, I'm going to handle my aliens. <laughs> you handle your aliens. And most importantly, never once will I look at your aliens through my lens and you won't look at my aliens through your lens. And that was and that really made a lot of things a lot easier because there were sometimes our families had questions about, oh, and we're like, yeah, no, this look, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is just the way it's going to be. You know, and so uh, and we're we're so blessed that uh, you know her family now moved to North Carolina, and I miss them greatly. They used to live mm -hmm. on Staten Island, and we saw them all the time, but we really haven't uh -huh. seen them much in North Carolina. But my parents, oddly enough, who are been divorced in '72, uh, they both remarried. Unfortunately, my mom is recently widowed uh, about a year and a half uh -huh. ago, but they both remarried and moved 1.1 miles from each other in New Jersey. Really? So, yeah. So my kids growing up got a chance to know all their grandparents really, really well. So, and I'm really that's proud so of that. That's so nice. That's, that's really, really nice. So, I mean, look, yeah. I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not a millionaire, probably not going to be, but eh. you know, that's, that's something I like. We'll make something. We'll make it happen. Don't worry. From your lips to God's ears. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know what? But, uh, I think the same way. I want to do what I love, what I believe I'm meant to do and bring into this world. I want to find a way to do that and make money to not have to worry to, yeah. and, um, and live a purposeful life filled with love and the people that I want to spend it with. Yeah. I don't think when you're doing better. that, like when you're doing work and it's rewarding, I mean, we don't even think of the paycheck. I know. You know? I know I have to like make myself think about it. I'm like, okay, I have to yeah, yeah. like, I have to charge something or I have to, because right. I have to, but it's, I love it so much that it almost doesn't seem like I should. <laughs> like, and here's my law about that. I don't do paperwork except earliest paper. I do paperwork is Thursday evening. That's what earliest you do paperwork. Yeah. Because if I do it, like if I start doing paperwork Monday, Tuesday, I'm in a business mindset and I will not get called back for anything. That's so smart. That's so smart. Cause I'll Just be like, I'll be about the business. Like, what does this pay up? Oh, forget it. Yeah. That's so smart. That's such a smart thing. Yeah. Cause I swear to God, it's, it's just numbers. They matter yep. to some degree, but like, right. 
it shouldn't matter to take us out of what we love. And that's- right. But if you address it on Friday, you have the whole yep. weekend to let it get get out of yes, your system. Exactly. And, and, and you're, you're, you're right as rain on Monday morning. That's, dude, I dig you. You're awesome. Ah, oh, come on. Oh, you're so nice is, to be around. This is gonna be the mutual admiration club here. This is this is cool. And I just wanna say, and, and guys, I wanna tell you this as well. Peter, and I'll tell you because it involves you. <laughs> oh. You, from the- from the beginning of me starting Big Face, you, you don't even know me that well. And you have been such a strong support. You have been, I talk about you to my boyfriend all the time. Like you, like, he's like, oh, who are you interviewing? I'm like, remember I told you about Peter, the one that's always so supportive. He, oh yeah, he, <laughs> you are that to me. You, oh. you, you were in my mind and my heart as somebody that like, it, it truly, it runs deep. It means a lot that you, that you support and that you care and that you're generous with with your time and your energy. But it's clearly because you're on that same journey and you accept the journey. You're not doing a, you know, listen, we 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 haven't seen each other in easily over a year. Yeah. Easily. Yeah, right? we, I mean, I think the last time I saw you, I, I passed you in in, in, in you know, at uh, Envision, like, you know, like one yeah. of those things, you know, and I was going in for something else or, you know, like that. Yeah. Thing. But what I get, from the way you've had the courage and the strength to do what you've done with this podcast, I get more of what I would have gotten that I probably shouldn't have gotten back then anyways, because you had a job to do and I had a job to do. You know, <laughs> we couldn't, you know, we couldn't sit there and yap forever because we both had stuff we had to get done. Yeah. But you know, that's the beauty of it. You know, I I I support what you're doing because it is so honest, so brave, so full of courage, and so about the journey. Thank you. You know, I think, honestly, I think, you know, whenever normal reemerges. Yeah. I think you're going to find, I think we're all going to find, those of us have honored that, we're going to find so much more depth in our work because we've been robbed of some of it. Yes. So we've been able to see it. And again, we are thankful and lucky enough to be alive Thank and God. relatively yep. healthy. Yes. But you know, we will, it'll make us better people. And it'll definitely make the work that we do so much more special and yes. so much. And we didn't set out to do that. You didn't do this podcast because you're like, oh, let me get a whole bunch of more followers. That wasn't yeah. the purpose. Yeah. I If I look at those, I, I try not to even care about that because it, it defeats the purpose. And right. it's not, it's not about that. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, it's not about, it's not about getting to that mile post. It's about no. that journey, you know? And again, you know, I, when I was talking to my wife about, you know, this coming up, I'm like, I'm so excited about this. And she's like, why? And I'm like, I'm like, because she's on the journey. And I'm like, <laughs> she's been on the journey. And like, you know, at the end of the day, you have two sets of family. The small set is the set you were either born to or adopted to or welcome into in some way that you had no control over. Yep. Everybody else is who you choose who you decide to surround yourself with. That's your family, you know, and, and not everybody becomes that close. You know, some people yeah. are just friends, but when you find those people that want to be on that journey, you know, isn't it like, look, we're just talking over the internet. Yeah. But it's great. It's, uh, and it's real because we're on the journey. Yeah, man. I'm like, uh, this is what it's about for me. Like, yeah. I, I hope people listen because I want people to get to know you more and, and see what this is about. But like right. 
this is what it's about for me. We like when, when I'm casting and you're at an audition, it gets crazy. And that's the one thing. There's people that are great that I know I don't get to talk to as much. Right. And this is such a gift to get to talk to it you, is. to get to know you more. First of many times that we'll connect and you'll come on the show right. and that will walk the journey. And you know, it, and I don't know John from Adam, but I, I've seen the, the, the podcast. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, now I know him. Now, <laughs> yeah, now I know him. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, and I even commented on a couple of things he said. I'm like, you know, because you've chosen to surround yourself from someone else with the courage to be on the journey. Yep. And doesn't and it I, make your life, I mean, doesn't it make quarantine that much richer for you? Oh my God. We live in a studio apartment. Right. And we don't even have a door to separate us. Yeah. Thank God that he is my best friend and I'm his and that we push each other and support each other and hard parts, great parts. We talk about, we work through them. Right. And it's, I couldn't ask for anything better. I'm so grateful. See, and that's, and that's sometimes like, you know, this has been a horrible, horrible time. No yes. question about it. People have lost lives and businesses, all that. But man, if you've been able to come out the other side of it, you're like a diamond that's been under pressure. You know, it, it's just a whole different thing. And God willing, that's, I hope sooner than later. And, and you got, you got, if it's okay to say, you got your vaccine yeah. because. I, because I'm a firefighter, our, right? Yes. I got both. I was, and my wife's a nurse, so she got both of hers. So, you know, right. there's, there's a confidence in that. Not that I, I'm not going to get it, but more right. like I'm not going to spread it. I'm never going to be part of the problem. You know, I like that to me. Yes. That to me means more than anything else. You know, my mom got her first. I can't wait till she gets her second. I, right. I'd like to be in the room with my mom, I know. you know, and I, I'd like, I'd like to be able to kiss and hug my mom. I know. You know, and, uh. You know, uh, I, I, I didn't get a chance, you know, with with her husband, Carl. I'd like yeah. to get that chance with her, you know, I'd like to see my dad again and his wife. You know, I, 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 yes. I, you know, I'd like to see like right now, here we are with each other. I'd like to be in person and see someone smile again. I know. I like if I was with you right now, I'd be like, bring it in. Like I'd yeah. want to give you a huge hug. Yeah, because that's because this is the stuff, you know, this is the stuff. This it is. is every, it, it is. It's Everything like, else is just. You know, clothing, places. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is the stuff. This is the stuff. This is, I got, I just have to thank you again. Like, <sighs> I, you know, I like, and you, you guys know there's been stuff with my health and like some days it's very hard to do this. Some days it's very hard to, it's a lot of work editing and doing all the podcasts. And, but even when I like, it feels hard. I'm so glad we did this. Like yeah. it changed, not just like me in this moment, you made me so much better just on a whole. I'm so glad for this time together. Yeah, it's, I'm telling you, it, it's, it's, what's that phrase? It's uh, more value, uh, more value than jewels. That's what, you know? there's a, yeah, there's no words. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's truly the priceless. It's truly the priceless gem. Truly. And there's so much, and I'm, I'm going to have to have you on again, because I'm going to want to <laughs> ask you more about being in the toy business oh, and love being, that I, there's so there, I, these are fascinating things the travels you've done uh we'll definitely do a part two to, okay to talk but i really i'm so interested in all this stuff and uh you're very you're a very interesting as well as wonderful person oh, well that's awfully kind of you beyond kind of you 
no, it's and again, well, you just, it's, you just, it's you... right on. Well, wow. and well, before before uh, you know, we end part one for today. Um, I do have this part of my show, which you've seen it before, so you probably uh, know. That's yeah. called the the feather in your cap. <laughs> And by that, there's always never like the, the most proper way to describe it to people, but pretty much right. what I mean, if you've had a success or an achievement, something that's meant something to you that has served you make, to make you better or that stays with you to make me, maybe help you in the future. If there's something that you have that's a feather in your cap that you'd be off, you know, willing to offer the people with us today. I, I try not to think about this because I wanted it to be something that came from a real organic space. I know I do um, that with myself sometimes. I'm just like, know, like, what's don't, the feather? Don't, don't, don't yeah. Because then it's not real. Then it's kind of artifice, you know. Like, yes. You know, I, I know we're, we're, we've we've ta- we've touched a lot about the business. So, um, okay. My very first callback. So, you know. For people who don't know, who people who are watching this who aren't actors, you know, you generally just audition in a room with maybe one casting director, maybe a second, and a camera, yeah. and that's it. But when you get called back, the room is usually full of people. There's Science now you get the same casting director, but then maybe you get the head of the casting agency, you get the client, which is ever the account, you know, you get the uh the ad agency, the director, the lighting director, you know, a whole bunch of people have to sign off on it. So yeah. I'm in my first callback for a very large telecommunications company. And I was the dad in a nuclear family. At that time was two parents, two kids. So I walk in the room and I know the casting director and I knew the head of the casting agency, but I didn't know anybody else. And this woman looks at me like she has this aha moment, like she knows me. (laughs) And now I'm new, so that I haven't worked with her before. Yeah. But I'm going through my mental Rolodex. Did I go to school with her? College? High school? Do I know her from Staten Island? You know, <laughs> do I know her from Westchester? Like, what's the deal? Couldn't figure it out. Had to get it out of my head because we got a scene to do. Yeah. <laughs> so we start doing the scene, you know, and we're doing the script, first of all. And then we go to the second take where we're doing something around. And in the middle of the second take, she goes like this. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like... And of course, you know, because I was new and I didn't know that was, this works. I'm like, I'm going to book my first job. Like, <laughs> she, there's something she loves about me. Like, she's going to go to bat for me in the room tonight, you know, when it comes down to selects yes. and stuff. I'm like, this is going to be great. <laughs> so we finished the scene and uh, we're, we're, we're oh, you know, sorry. thank you very much. Walking out the room. And as we're walking out the room, she says, you know what it is about you? And I thought to myself, I am going to cement this for everybody in the room. I'm going to book this right now. This is going to be incredible. And I said, I said, no, I said, what? I said, I, I said, I, I, I can't place where, you know, you look like we know each other. Yeah. No, 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 no. You look exactly like my ex-husband's brother. And the minute <laughs> she said ex-husband, You're I like, knew that gold could have come out of my mouth and I wasn't booking <laughs> that gig. So the lesson I took away from that, and it was a very important lesson to learn early on. Wow. There are so many variables that you cannot control. So don't try to control them. And you can only be who you genuinely are. Be that person and let everything else go and know that it's not your fault and you can't do anything else about that. Just bring you 
and your choices to the game. And eventually something cool will happen. That I needed to hear that today. I literally had a situation happen like this yesterday and uh. was talking about it today where it was somebody else's transference. And cause somebody's, right. I was telling somebody the story and they were like, um, they're crazy. Like what's wrong with this person? I'm like, you know what? I must remind them of somebody and they may not even be aware of it. Right. It, but I, I, at least I knew enough that it wasn't about me. Right. So like what or maybe you saying, said a phrase that someone else they didn't like exactly, said. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's, you know, and I think they, they don't even know sometimes like, nope. so, like she actually pinpointed what it was. Sometimes people don't even know. They just go, mm. and it's cause you remind them or so. So they're like you said, and if you can divorce yourself from that, you'll be so much happier in this industry. So and I think happier. honestly, so much happier in life. You can hold yourself responsible for the stuff you say and do, but yes. the other stuff you can't. Such a great feather. And it's so, so I needed to hear that so much right now because well, see, just, we were meant to talk about this. Yeah, today. this seriously. Is see? Everything happens for a reason. We could just uh, disregard the rest of the uh podcast. That was just, yes. you know, just that is yeah, you just, and I. I'll put it out in the front. Skip ahead. <laughs> Dude, you're you're so great. Tell us, uh, tell everybody where we can keep up with you. And of course, I'll post it with the episode anywhere they can see your work and just follow well, you. Well, you can all that see most stuff. of my, let me see, most of my on-camera work is either on iSpot.tv. Okay. What's been released, I put on my YouTube channel, which is under okay. Peter Fleehan, F-L-I-H-A-N. Uh, and uh, you can find me at Insta, uh, Fleehan underscore NYC. I'm on in LinkedIn, P uh, Peter Fleehan. And of course, on Facebook with everyone else. Yeah. Same name. You can find me there too. Great. So guys, I'll have all these links so you can definitely keep up with Peter. And um, so thank you guys for being with us. Um, thank you. I like. I'll, yeah, I thanks everyone for joining so us. Our, yeah, guys, this is <laughs> this was so great. And guys, keep this going. Like, rate, subscribe. Um, I know you're supposed to push that stuff. Subscribe. It's you know it helps. I guess uh, <laughs> still learning all this crap, uh, but it helps. And we love you guys, and we love being connected. So um, all that good stuff. And leave a comment on YouTube or on the pod. Let us know if you want to hear more about a certain thing we talked about, and for the next time we have Peter on. So, <laughs> oh, it's happening, man. It's done. <laughs> What's your wife's name? If it's okay to ask Dina. her first. Thing. Dina. So tell Dina, you know, we're going to book you. I love that. <laughs> tell Dina, we're booking you for round two. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll schedule. Um, it's, it's such a wonderful time having you. Thank you. It's been so, great fun. So, it so feels much. like it's been two minutes long. I, I know that's why I'm like, I still have so much. I want to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll get there. We will. Great. Thank you so much guys. Thank you again. And uh, we'll see Peter another time and we'll see you guys next week. Thank Thanks, you. Guys.